0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the SoCo Show. It's episode number 163. This is, of course, the co-host Cody Michael. I'm joined, as always, by the So-host. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Seth Ott is in the house. How you doing, buddy? Oh, 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 oh. There you go. Seth is doing well. Uh, we are also joined, as always, by the Bro-host. <sighs> Jared Buckendall. jb
1: how's it going oh it's it's going it's going good i'm a little <laughs> a little hungover from partying last night
0: <laughs> oh yeah you did a little you got a little rowdy last night what were you uh, were you doing a little drinking game for the debate is that what got you going? i was
1: yeah yeah we uh we had a couple people over you know sticking to that 10 person uh uh covid restrictions and whatnot so we ripped down one of the door frames and made a beer pong table out of it
0: nice that's what yeah. i'm fucking talking about the only probably the only way one could enjoy the debate um so i'm glad that uh glad that you were able to partake in some beer pongery did you win in your beer pong games
1: um well it was just me actually um so yes
2: nice <laughs> it was Even you know right?
1: that you know that scene from uh forrest Gump where he's just playing uh ping pong with himself that that was basically Absolutely. me
2: <laughs> i prefer
1: my
3: favorite you know, ping,
2: my favorite ping pong scene in a movie is um in the longest yard remake with the the giant man um <laughs> when, when they're playing ping pong and with Adam Sandler,
0: is that Kali? That's yeah, doing
2: it? Mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen yeah. that guy in person oh. before. <laughs> he's gigantic. A Holy oh, he's, he's,
0: he's a monster. Did you climb
2: him? Yeah. I actually, um I had third row seats when I saw him, and so I actually just kind of reached my arm out, um and he was able to, like, it was right there in front of me in the front row. He lifted me in the ring. I had the best seats. <laughs> so, are you in the I've- canon of WWE essentially? Mm-hmm. Actually, Code and I have been on... We were on Monday Night Raw once. From We were in like the front row aisle, and we were on Monday Night Raw a whole bunch.
0: Yeah. I got a dap from Sting and from John yep. Cena. It that was, was awesome.
2: Day.
0: It was a good day. Um, my favorite, Ping Pong. Uh, I think... Uh, what was the name ping of that movie player. with Christopher Walken? when Balls they of went Fury. To
2: there you go. Balls
0: of Fury. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, I, I didn't see that movie until years later, and I actually did think it was pretty funny. I know it's not a great movie, but like I actually enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It reminded me of Mortal Kombat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but with ping pong.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that shit was funny. Man. Well, um, like we said, if you watched the debate last night and you haven't gotten your fill of three adult men yelling stupid shit at each other... Uh, you're in the right place because we have another episode of the SoCo show coming down the pipe at you. And uh, we got a lot of fun stuff that we're going to talk about. We got a couple bits of movie news and a bunch of reviews as per usual. Um, But before we do jump into anything further, uh, we got a little bit, we're going to try to preview something of a little bit of a new segment that we're going to try to introduce. Seth, why don't you give us the background on how, how those came together here?
2: Yeah. So I, um, in in a moment of inspiration, I tweeted out uh, something on the the Twitter page because I have unlimited power on that page, so I can do what I want. And uh, <laughs> dang man, <laughs> call your jets. <laughs> and so I t- I sent out a tweet. And two, here we go. So I said, uh, you can go to, go to the, the Twitter account at Soko uh, and go ahead and leave a reply here because what we need to do is the tweet is. Hey you, trying something new here, even if you don't listen to the podcast, which let's be honest, almost all of you don't, can you please leave a question of any kind? So this is clear to the Twitter account, because we have way more people who uh, follow that than listen to us. Uh, and uh, so the question can be any, any topic, uh, except for offensive things, obviously. So that's what we're looking to do, is anyone, if you listen to the show, if you don't, get your friends, get your parents, get your grandmas, get your grandpas, get your dogs, get your cats, all of them. Send questions, um, put it right in the in the thread. I don't care who does it. Don't even have to l- listen to the show. Just make up a question. It, do you like chunky, peanut butter, or creamy? Like anything. could be anything at all. And I want to read one every week if we get enough. Obviously, this might only last one week, probably. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> if we, if Wouldn't we be get the first
0: it. time one of our segments only lasted one week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, if not, then I'm bringing back Rip Torn or Dirty Porn, damn it um
0: oh those are the stakes america get, us, uh, get on get on the tweets at soco show pod because i really don't want to bring that shit back so ask well, us some
2: questions or we can do rip porn and t- uh, rip porn, rip, porn. <laughs> rip, porn. <laughs> rip torn and types of corn we can do that one too <laughs> Ooh, uh, i like that or types of corn and dirty porn <laughs> creamy <laughs> Ugh.
0: Oh no! Cream let's, let's hope corn. we don't.
2: That's nasty.
0: Let's hope we don't have to. Just America, send us questions. Um, that's that's what we need, so we can avoid that shit. Holy cow!
2: But we are. I sent it out about an hour before the show started. We already have a submission. It's and it's from someone um, who is is uh, very close to Jared. Um, they know each other very well. Uh, it's at damn Gina. Um. <coughs> <laughs> I don't know who that Wait, is. How how close are you to her? <laughs> she he, she was on his podcast. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. One. yeah.
2: Um. Very you're, funny. You're lucky very... man
0: to have had her on the podcast. She's pretty hot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, editor, cut that out. We don't we, we don't need brownie points for Cody. Cut that out, editor. Yeah, cut it Remember
0: out. Remember when we used to do the she can get it horn? Remember that when that's what the horn was. For? <laughs> This I, I don't know who this is, but the, the Twitter handle sounds hot, so I, I think she can get it.
2: And sorry, I got, I got to do the, the Twitter account correct. It's damn, the D-A-A-M-N underscore, looks like two underscores, and Gina, G-I-N-A. So go, go give her a follow. We'll, get, we'll shout out, we'll say go follow if uh, they submit a question. So you get a free follow from some people, including us. There you go. Um, but her question, Gina Marie Christopher's question, is at Jamie Lynn Spears or at Ashley Simpson? She added them. Both. Oh, she,
0: she's 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 been listening to the show. Um, <laughs> oh, I guess oh, oh. I think what's, what's ooh, 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 I think going to be interesting <laughs> here is Jared is going to have to submit a tiebreaker Tie vote. Yep, here yep. Because I am going to select Jamie Lynn Spears emphatically, and I and I think anyone who's listened to the show knows what Seth is going to say.
2: Oh yeah, I mean it. It, it would it would break me into pieces, the pieces of me, if I didn't vote for Ashley Simpson here. <laughs> On a
0: Monday. Oh God.
2: So you're saying well, it's what do you up think, to me.
0: Jared? Are we are you thinking uh what do you think? I here here's what I want to say uh about this whole thing. Is that um well you know what? Never mind. I was What I was going to say is Ashley Simpson's only famous because of her older sister, but. <laughs> hey!
1: <laughs> Even more so, fucking Jamie Lynn Spears, damn it. <laughs> well, she had, what, Zoe 101,
2: right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, at least mine had her own show. Well, never Well, really. yep, um, she had her show. Ashley
2: show. Simpson was She's on multiple really shows.
0: Okay, she was well, on, like, it,
2: Seventh Heaven or some shit. Yeah, and she, she was had her a reoccurring role.
0: Okay, well, she was uh, I don't think Ashley Simpson had a child when she was a teenager, so I think that's a deal breaker. You're going to have to go with Jamie Lynn Spears, case closed.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, think about it. Jamie Lynn Spears did probably pioneer uh, 16 and Pregnant, or
2: whatever the hell that show is. Teen Mom. That's true, yeah. Whatever. She was the pilot I'm sorry, but A
0: lot of people don't know that.
2: Ashley mm-hmm. Simpson had a fucking platinum record with three hits on it. Um, that was it, though. Um, <laughs> 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 that was it, many- though. <laughs>
0: How many Kids' Choice Awards did she win? So I think Ashley
2: Simpson won a whole bunch. She she definitely she any
0: Nickelodeon blimps.
2: Um, she I mean she's got a never mind. Did she ever get? Did she ever get? <laughs> sli- did, she
0: ever,
2: <laughs> did she ever get slimed? Oh, I mean, no. <laughs> Not that I saw on video, but in my mind. <laughs> Ew.
0: God, this is this is out Oh, of That's
1: nasty.
0: Wow. I, so do you think Jared has a has a has a convincing oof. enough case been made?
1: The thing is, the thing is, I uh, I was leaning one way, and then you know I heard you guys talk, and I went another way. I I'm gonna go because I had a crush on her. I think I think I still do. I don't know what she looks like now, but I'm gonna go. With Jamie Lynn Spears here. Yeah!
0: Yes, LeBron James and the That settles it. Wow. That settles it. It's over. Ashley, we can never talk about this again, Seth.
2: Ashley Simpson was in the Hot Chick. I mean, come on. She knows she's an actress. She's a singer. She's a, she's good at. Um, I mean, she she would be really good on lip sync battle. I mean, she's the
1: best. <laughs> yeah, but what's she been? would she? I I guess I, I I was gonna say what's she been doing the last couple of years? But then again, what's Jamie Lynn Spears been doing? Right,
2: Jamie Lynn Spears has probably been doing less. Ashley Simpson's put out, I think, some music. Um, she had she had the the next album after her first one where she had like that boyfriend song that was pretty popular, but hmm.
0: I think uh, I think this this pretty much tears it. Seth, we have to put this argument to bed forever. User.
3: User. Oh my God. That one was
0: for you. Uh, no hate against Ashley Simpson. She's she's great, but you know you're just you're just wrong in this case, um, and that's okay. You know maybe you'll get the next one. <laughs> I'm liking the new segment so far. Shouts out to uh, at damn underscore Gina who uh, I'll reiterate, it sounds fine as hell. Uh, And and asked us a really good question. I appreciate the opportunity to to, uh, shut Seth up on the Ashley Simpson. Oh
2: God. You're getting a little big for your britches there, sir.
0: Well, uh, what can I say? Uh, I grow when I win. So (laughs) the the new segment, uh, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to continue to work out a title and probably a sounder for this one. But if you want to have your questions answered again, this can be about anything under the sun. Just don't be a douchebag. Um, but uh, send us your questions you can send them on Twitter at Soco show Pod or also on Facebook if you comment uh, on one of our episodes with a question then we'll put it in the queue to be answered here on the show so uh, we'll bring that back later um, but for now we got a lot more show to get into I mentioned it before we got a lot of reviews we got a couple pieces of really interesting sequel news uh, related to some movies but before we get into any of that stuff you know we got to do some sheet tweets I call you a punk
2: I got one and then a bonus one um, that'll relate to that last segment. But uh, here's the first one. Hello, me cookie monster. Who the fuck stole the cookie from the cookie jar, Bubba?
0: <laughs> I think he's trying to do a cookie monster impression. I think that beginning part is like, hello, me cookie monster. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't use punctuation, so he wouldn't know. And so he's a very Uh-oh. upset cookie monster because someone else jacked all the cookies. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: I guess Sheik is not a supporter of the veggie monster, which is a surprise <laughs> to me. He's uh, uh, He's been bringing the heat lately, too. It's been a yeah. lot of really good chic tweets. He had some good stuff uh, from the debate this week, but uh, what, what's what's your bonus well, chic tweet here? It's this actually week?
2: two bonus. I just saw another one that's pretty great um, that's not related. Uh, taste great or less filling. I don't give a fuck. Just bring me another ice cold beer, Bubba. <laughs> 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 um, Those but,
0: are wise words.
2: But here's the one I was going to mention. So th- this one will make uh, uh, Gina really happy as well. She's a fan of the Buffalo Bills. And he says, the hashtag Bills Mafia, no jabronis. Because they beat the Rams oh, this weekend.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Who is it? My Rams lost to Gina's Bills. And they only play like every few years. So I'm going to have to listen to that bullshit for like a couple years now. So far, it's been okay. But I know she's just waiting for me to stop being upset about the end of that game, which was horse shit, by the way. <laughs> and um, and then I'm going to really start getting it uh, in this trash talk department. So thanks to the Sheik for piling on. That's really great. All right, Sheiky. Well, they can't all be winners, uh, but he, he likes the bills this week in Sheik Tweets. I call you a punk. All right, let's shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash There you go. Uh, <laughs> Mathis Designs. Head over to mathisdesigns.com for your stationery, graphic design needs, or to commission a new piece from our friend Steph. Peace! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Corn Fed and Wed. Don't forget to check out Mike's Wood on Etsy.com slash shop slash Corn Fed and Wed if you want to get your woodworked.
2: Oh, Mike. There we go. Uh,
0: NPA. He's the guy that does our uh, our brand new intro and outro song. So if, if you want to listen to some great music by NPA, head over to Spotify. Uh, there's a link in the description. You can go ahead and follow our good friend NPA.
2: Did we have one for that?
0: I don't know. You're, you're the, This is your job.
2: <laughs> I thought Jared had one. I can't remember now. Waka waka. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like waka waka. Uh, if 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 you're not getting enough NPA on Spotify, uh, Nolan is also partnering with our very own Jared Buckendall.
1: Jared Buckendall. Uh,
0: for Room 56 Studios. So for a, any entertainment, uh, audio, visual, editing, anything under the sun, hit up Room 56 Studios for assistance with that. Oh, you know what? I got one for this one. Uh, here we go. Uh, hit up Room 56 Studios for that. What? There we go. <laughs> I
3: that Wasn't I that, that
0: actually it?
2: Wasn't yeah, that it was. It?
0: I, I forgot about it. I put it on the board and forgot about it. That's, that's, that's actually it. What?
2: what? Yeah. what? <laughs> and I don't even have to say anything. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> um, also, cannot forget to shout out uh, our anchor, Wankers. Wankers. Um, and we have some... We have some new Anchor Wankers this week. You uh, got some alcohol? We'll have...
3: Ooh, so, yeah. So uh, I'm
0: not going to do... So I decide, I made an executive decision. I'm not going to do a shot this week um, for the new Anchor Wankers. I'm going to save all Anchor Wanker shots for the live shots. Ah, okay. And so
3: uh.
0: I'm going to give a shout out to our brand new uh, Anchor Wankers. So wanker. uh, Tyler Vandenhole, who we added last week. Shouts out to you again, Tyler. Um, but two new Wankers this week. First of all, uh, Tom Martin. Uh, friend of the show. He's, Ooh, he's a good, nice. good buddy of ours. Uh, very pleasant individual. Perhaps our most pleasant <laughs> wanker so far. Uh, and then also, very su- here's a big surprise, guys. Uh, one of our new contributors, the Iron Sheik. Uh,
3: <laughs> centers, centers, <laughs> centers. What?
0: I, I swear to God, it says the Iron Sheik on here. Um, <laughs> I, You know, we have no way of vetting who that might actually be. I but, do know uh, who the, it is. But the Iron Sheik joining us as an Anchor Wanker. So thank you to both Tom and the Iron Sheik for joining us and supporting the show. And uh, we will have shots. I will have shots in your honor on the upcoming live show, uh, which is going to be streamed on the YouTubes. At
1: Jared Buckendall.
0: And that's going to come at you live on October 28th. It's a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. So don't miss us there uh, four weeks from, uh, well, almost four weeks from the release of this podcast uh, join us live for shots and for uh, a bunch more stuff over there on the JB channel. Uh, I mentioned um, the way to become an anchor wanker is to uh, head over to our anchor page. Not only can you become a wanker there, but you can also leave us voicemail. And if you do leave us a voicemail, we'll play it on the show, I swear. Um, but uh, if you want to know some more about anchor, I'm going to cut to a previously recorded ad to uh, talk about it a little more. Here you go alrighty back from that ad I, Seth you probably don't even realize it do you know I recut the anchor ad and you're not uh-uh. in it? do you did you know that happened I'm I, out I of didn't it. think so yeah we didn't talk about it but I, wow. I just recorded I, I wanted to shorten it because it was it was previously like a minute 10 and I shortened it to about 35 seconds which I'm sure listeners um, who hit their skip button too many times probably missed. Um, but uh, yeah, new ad in there, uh, so it's just me on there. But um, yeah, I, I hope you aren't too offended by being removed from the ad there.
2: Oh, great! You're probably in there being like, "Hey, Seth, you fuck. You know, you know what? You you know what? You should do listen to Anchor and do a fucking podcast by yourself because you suck at podcasting." All right, thanks.
0: I mean, that's yeah, that's pretty much the that's pretty much the ad. Uh, it's it's a tight tight five seconds, and that's all yeah. I do is I scream at Seth for a little bit, and then at the end it says Anchor. So, um, <laughs> don't forget to head over there. If you're making a podcast yourself, guys, Anchor is the place where we recommend you do it. So, make sure you check out Anchor no. as well as all of our other sponsors. Uh, links in the description box so you can get connected.
2: Do it somewhere else. Make a podcast somewhere else. There's all kinds of apps. Don't use Anchor.
0: You, you know what, Seth? You're, you're really getting on my nerves right now. Squirrel
2: nuts!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Need to wind it back or you're going to get dealt with here.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Threatened on my well, own podcast.
0: Exactly. Yeah, you are you're threatened on the podcast and wow. uh, I'm calling you out. I'm calling okay. you out. And here's the thing, Seth, if if we're going to fight and it sounds like we're going to, uh I don't think there's any venue on earth that could hold the so host versus co host fight. So I think if we are going to have a boxing match, yes, we need to go to space. We do it on the <laughs> international space station and they can film it. Stallone can come up, maybe he can mentor you and it can be Rocky 9 or however many fucking uh-huh. Rockies there are now. And uh, I think we got an idea for a movie. This will be good. Uh, Jared, I'm going to have you as my ring guy. So I don't know what you know about boxing, but you're going to be in my corner and and we're going to take down Seth and Rocky Balboa.
1: I just know to uh, have a bucket, a little stool and a towel.
0: There you go. Yeah, and then uh, and then if if the ref asks if I'm able to continue, lie and say that I am. Uh, <laughs> that's the only, that's the only job that you have in the ring. And then yell something inspirational at me when I'm knocked out because okay. I fucking will be knocked out. Let's let's not dance around that. Well, one. Mommy. That's gonna be oh, no. me laying on the ground. I don't know why I hit it twice. Honestly, <laughs> I not up this one. Yeah. So anyway, uh, keep an eye out for the intergalactic boxing match between Seth and I. I don't well. even remember why now.
2: Here's the thing, though, is like it's a little bit more of an even playing field because there's no gravity. So, that's a good point. We, Are you, you trying made, to say that
1: uh, his theme song that he's going to come out to is going to be John Mayer and they can't <laughs> play it or what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, you know what we need to do is have someone. So we do it in space. We're in the space station. There's no gravity. We just have someone, or I get a machine. But I, I, I personally like having like our our ring partner just spin us. And then we just hold our arms out, and it's like fucking the the battle tops, sort of those things were, and we're oh. just like Beyblades. <laughs> yeah, bay blades. yeah.
0: Dude, I was the fucking king of some Beyblades. That's awesome.
2: They spin us up real fast, and then push us towards each other, <laughs> and then that's that's how we fight. I want to do that.
0: I think it's worth doing. Let me ask you this, Seth is it is it okay? to kick like I, I know we're talking about a boxing match but i, I prefer a kickboxing match because i
2: really like
1: feet <laughs> and i just think no. it'd be fun
0: to i'm on a roll today guys i don't i don't know what's going on but um i'm just saying i think we should do kickboxing instead and then you we can still do the spinnery spinny top thing um
2: it would it would be just be it just be us like on uh scary movie three <laughs> when that guy is in the chair upside down going throwing up everywhere <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't forget that bucket, Jared. We're gonna we're gonna need it for sure.
2: Jay bucket. Um, mm. Gosh,
0: we we're uh, I don't even know how we got this. Might there. be I the best it show ever. <laughs> it, may, it may be. I, I was just trying to get to Sophia. Yes, we need to go up to space. <laughs> this is what happens. This, this is what happens, Cody, when you stretch for a sounder. Um, let's bring it back in here. We got some movie news to talk about, so let's jump into that now. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. all right guys so interesting news this week we got um we got word about a couple of sequels that uh, i think for a lot of people were both surprises and i want to start with uh i think the bigger piece of news here um the one i'm more interested in borat 2 a sequel to 2000 i think 2006 is yeah 2006 is borat sasha baron cohen uh i'm sure if you're listening to this show you're aware of borat i don't need to explain to you what it is A sequel. Now, this is interesting because there was a lot of news that kind of leaked and snuck out about how um, Sasha Baron Cohen was spotted around Los Angeles over the last few months. And he was in Borat costume. And so people started speculating, like, what is he doing? Is he doing some sort of promo or is he actually going to be doing Borat 2? And we've now heard officially that Borat 2 is coming soon. Um, So the first movie was called Borat. Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, which is an incredible title, almost as good as uh, The Fabulous Emancipation of Harley Quinn or whatever the fuck that was called. Um, But uh, the sequel, I think, even improves upon the title. Uh, This is Borat, Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier (laughs) Mikhail (laughs) Pence to Make Benefit Recently Diminished Nation of Kazakhstan. So it sounds like he's, uh, he's, he's... if if you take the title's word for it, um, it's a gift to to Mike Pence uh, is going to be borat too. I am um, I'm incredibly excited about this. We we've heard also this week that this is has been purchased by um, I think Amazon. Yep. And is going to be coming out. Someone help me with the date. Is it October?
1: October twenty third, I believe.
0: Yeah, October twenty third. So a couple of weeks before the U.S. election, and you know he's going to have a lot to say about Trump and the election and everything else going on politically lately. Um, I'm really excited for this because I was young, like we were talking about this before the show started. We were 15, like 14,
2: 16, 15.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When this came out and it, it hit us on that level of being so silly and stupid and there's like fart jokes and dick jokes and all that. And, and now though, <laughs> what I've come to realize over the last 14, 15 years is that Sasha Baron Cohen's actually like a really smart guy. And yeah. there's a lot of like really intelligent satire here. And so I'm really excited for this because I want to see his take on things and what messages he gets across because he has a creative way of, of doing that. So I'm really excited for this. I'm interested to hear uh, what do you guys think of this? Seth, are you cranked up for Borat too? Uh,
2: fuck yeah, I'm super pumped for it. I've gotten more and more pumped for it like over the last couple of days since they announced it. Um, I, I'm actually going to go back and watch the, the original soon um, just to see how dumb it is. <laughs> but also because like I'm I do think that also makes like political points too. But I think this oh, yeah. one is going to make it's going to be all political, I think. Um, yeah, they mentioned that. So he had been uh, filming this secretly for months before the pandemic started, and then um, they were like the first to come back, like one of the first movies to come back after. And so yeah, that's how people saw him going around um, L.A. and stuff. So that's pretty cool. Um, I, I'm I'm really excited for it. I I've always liked Borat. Um, even like he's done like um, appearances um, on like late. I think Kimmel. He used to do Kimmel stuff here and there where he would dress up as Borat again and go out and interview people and mostly political and things like that. So, um, anytime he's done like little spots like that, or, um, you know, dress up as the character again, I've always enjoyed it. So I'm really excited for it. And, uh, especially right now, it's like, this is a time more now than ever. I've been more involved in politics and learning more about it and stuff over the last six months or two a year and. I think that now I'll leave, I'll understand a lot of the stuff even more which will be and that's what I'm excited to go back and check out the original too is I want to see how much I know more and understand more now and like not just think the the stupid like them running around naked is hilarious <laughs> but like all the commentary and the and uh you know like in jokes with with politics and stuff that that I'm excited to like ch- even just the theme song like I I, the, I the the Kazakhstan national anthem that the one that they made up for the for the movie even that has like in the lyrics has some pretty like dumb stuff but also some like like political commentary in it too so it's i don't know it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty funny i'm excited to check it out
0: jared what are you thinking in in this crazy ass election season is borat the hero we need right now <laughs> yeah. <sense> right,
2: right? <laughs>
1: I I honestly think that yeah this is the hero this is the movie this is what is probably not going to bring our country together but you know it's going to bring uh, a lot of joy to people that were fans of the first one but also I like how yeah Seth you touched on it where I think all three of us you know we we've grown up a little bit uh, we still laugh about fart jokes and stuff but we're more into <laughs> politics so I, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to what he is going to do because um. I think there was a lot of times that he was doing these interviews and the people didn't even know that they were essentially being baited into, um, a a comedic interview, so, like, the stuff that they're gonna say, because it's probably, like, hidden camera type work and whatnot, um... I was I I will say I'm 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 curious to go back to the first one to see if it kind of holds up and what I remember. I mean, it's it's the pen the pen is not black like that scene or whatever. Um my wife, very nice. Like there's it's such a quotable movie that I don't think I ever watched like a lot. I think I've only probably watched it 3 times. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm almost certain I've only seen it the one time, so I'm excited. I am, I'm also I'm also going to go back to this. What I'm interested in, um, and I want to get your guys' thoughts on this too. The first one, you could make jokes in 2006, you can't make now. Yes, and uh, he didn't shy, and even then, stuff that was controversial, he didn't shy away from. And actually, one of, one of my favorite jokes that I laughed at really hard back then um, is he um, he is talking to a guy, and he asks him what's his job, and he says. He is is a texan guy and he goes i'm retired and uh and borat goes oh you're a retard <laughs> and and that's i i don't like use that word lightly i'm just quoting the the joke but at the time that was the funniest fucking joke i had ever heard in my life and mm-hmm. now you couldn't really make that joke in 2020 and so i'm interested i'm interested to see if he will still try to push the envelope there or if he's going to try I... to reel back some of that in an effort to not uh ostracize himself do you think he's gonna really try to go for those blows like that or do you think I, he's gonna have evolved the character
2: i think that th- i think he can still i mean i don't know if ken is i mean that's all pretty subjective but i think that he's not he wouldn't catch a lot of flack for it not a ton of flack for it now or even looking back because it's a i mean it's a character. And part of that character is that he doesn't... And obviously, he knows what that means, right? Like, you know, as mm-hmm. Sasha Baron Cohen, he knows. But part of the whole joke and ex- thing of it is not just that he's a character, but how the other person reacts. Mm-hmm. And that's the big part of it is getting reactions out of people. He said, they said, too, in this one, he he fucking... In the first one and this one filming, he was in danger a whole bunch because yep. of how people react to him and want to harm him. So I think that that's part of it is like... He's getting a reaction out of people. Like, that person who is the Texan guy would probably be, like, get offended. And, like, in terms of just, like, I'm not that. In terms of, like, a personal attack. Not that he used the word, but being, like, thinking that's, like, a bad, you know, like, that's that's mm-hmm. a terrible thing that you just called me. So, like, that's the, I think that's the, that's where he can do that. And that where I also think that, and again, not can. I don't know who can do what anymore. And, like, what, what that even means. That's all so, like, deeper than this conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. but like with, um, even just laughing at it now, it's like that, that, that's more of why I'm laughing is because of that, that situation. Not like, not thinking that's a funny thing to say, but more of the situation is, is kind of funny that it's put in and thinking back to that movie, how he was doing that a whole bunch and like, he's pushing the envelope because that's what the whole point of the thing is, you know, Mm -hmm. to see how people, how real people react to him.
0: Yeah. And he's been doing this not only with Borat, but with other characters too. So mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable to suggest that he's going to continue to do so. Jared, have you been uh, outside of Borat? Have you seen like The Dictator, Ali G, um, Bruno, any of his other stuff? What do you think of his at work outside of Borat?
1: Um, the Dictator and Bruno were ones that I think I've only seen bits and pieces of. But the Ali G in The House, uh, I have no idea who or how, what, what What? one of my friends had that. But we watched that a lot. Um I couldn't quote anything from it like like Borat but it's one of those that that was the character that we we grew up on because wasn't that Ali G character wasn't he part of a different show and then well, it he had spun his off. own show Okay, too. that's
2: what it was. It was, yeah, it was, it was his an HBO show, show and then they made the movie. It's like an HBO or Showtime mm-hmm. show.
0: Yeah, that was kind of the first of his series of crazy ass characters and
2: But I I, think-
0: I I never watched Ali G and I I I don't think... I, think I, I may have seen Bruno, I can't remember, but I saw The Dictator and I laughed my head off at The Dictator, <laughs> that shit was funny.
2: Yeah, I think, uh, I saw The Dictator, I don't know if I saw Bruno, but I saw The Dictator too, I can't remember, is that the first one after Borat or was Bruno the first one after Borat?
0: I think Bruno was before Dictator.
1: Yeah, I want to okay. say so too, because I feel like The Dictator was what, 2013 or something?
2: Maybe. Um.
0: Yeah, I remember, I was in college still when the, uh, I'm going to age myself there, uh, Dictator was 2012 uh when was bruno
1: probably like two thousand two 2009 2009, 2009 there we was go.
0: bruno so yeah it was pretty quick follow-up to borat so yeah borat bruno dictator were the order
2: because yeah like i still don't i mean i think obviously borat's like his most successful thing in terms of mainstream right like that's what most people know and it was like a huge pop culture thing for a long time so i think that's been the one to be most successful in terms of like setting out to what he wanted to do plus the success with it because like i think the other stuff he was just doing what he wanted and didn't really care how how it turned out but like borat really was like his his big hit so um and it seems like every time he's done it since just the small things it's turned out well my only the only concern i think with being borat is like and the reason i think he probably waited 10 years to do a full movie again is that it was so recognizable for you know three Mm -hmm. four five years Mm -hmm. that it's now to a point where there's a new generation of people who are our age or maybe even a little older now <laughs> that, like, don't really remember him or never saw those movie that movie. And so that it, when he's in public, they're not like, Borat, they're just like, who's this fucking weird guy? And can, they can get reactions.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. But the thing is, that green bikini jumpsuit, whatever, <laughs> is oh iconic. God. You could, yeah. anyone could recognize what that's from. Yep.
0: Yeah yeah those were gosh it's almost like uh, I always think this when I watch Impractical Jokers I'm like you don't recognize those guys like you haven't seen this but there's yeah. always someone who doesn't know yeah. what's going on and, and yeah, I guess he has his way of finding them I suppose so mm-hmm.
3: I can't yeah, believe I, mean,
0: I can't believe it's happening honestly it, it's one of those it, it's, it's a nice surprise like if we yeah. found out a year ago Borat 2's in production I would have been like oh well, you know whatever who cares but now that I'm finding out that it's done I'm like okay I definitely want to see some fucking yeah. Borat because he did it under all of our noses and, and yep. none of us knew
1: yeah, yep. and I'm I'm glad you brought that up. This is that's what I want almost mm-hmm. in in a handful of movies now, where it's like I don't want to know until it's three weeks away, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm excited for it. Um, and mm-hmm. this is a perfect example of that. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 wee, whoa!
0: We got uh, three excited people for Borat Two, and I, I want to turn to another sequel here. And and Jared, you covered this last night on J Buck Live, so I I want to go to you for this um because i missed last night's show but um this this other sequel that we heard announced this week i have no fucking clue why uh can you shed some (laughs) light on this one
1: Yeah, so essentially it house bunny 2 yeah yes house bunny (laughs) 2 uh what's the subtitle though still Uh hopping (laughs) there we go um Uh, so this is a sequel Disney uh, came out yesterday and announced that uh, they are making a sequel to their hit 2019 live action computer generated Lion King movie and the director that is set in charge of this is going to be Barry Jenkins who if you are familiar with his work he did Moonlight from what 2016 and then also Mm -hmm. If Beale Street Could Talk that movie's dope Mm -hmm. I, I'm curious on how what they're going to do with this because I know that there are the uh, cartoon sequels that were kind of straight to VHS DVD and whatnot – this lion king movie one and a half yeah like lion king one and a mm-hmm. half simba's pride and then i think there was one other one um they they announced that that is not the way or they are going they are going almost an original route where it's going to essentially follow the progression of godfather 2 where i guess it ch- uh is like a prequel but also following a storyline as well where it's going to jump back in time oh. to show mufasa scar and kind of how what? they got to where they were, I guess, but also oh. continued the story moving forward. So I don't know. Does any of that jump out at you? I guess my thing is yeah. like why, who, what? Um obviously it's money because the first one made $1. 1.6 billion dollars. <laughs> Fuck.
0: Um I so mentioned- I I hated this I I think Seth and I are on the same page. I hated this idea when I saw the headline. But the way yeah. you just described it, if they go Godfather two on this and it's and I, I knew already that was Barry Jenkins, but if they handle this the right way and they use Ooh. that, I am cranked for that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not even yeah. just interested. Like, I want this badly. This sounds really interesting to me, the way you just described it. Which, you know, take into account, folks, this is Jared who describes everything in a way that sounds interesting, <laughs> even
3: even more it.
0: So, well, um, it, but if guess... that's how they're going, I'm in. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I, I've never seen Godfather Part 2, so I don't know. I, I'm assuming, like, in my mind, I can figure out what they're how they're going to go about it and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I guess the one thing that I said last night on the show, um, and it sounds like you guys are maybe a little bit more jazzed than me, but I kind of do want to know what happened, what caused the rift between Scar and Mufasa. Yeah. That, that's one thing that I'm mm-hmm. very interested in. Fuck yeah, now I'm way into this now.
0: <laughs> like,
2: right, I, Barry Jenkins, I'm as surprised as you. <laughs> Barry Jenkins is a dope ass director. Um, I hope they keep all the cast involved. I like the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that story, like, that's I've never thought I, I mean, how many times have we all seen the fucking Lion King and have never thought of that before? Of like mm-hmm. the past with that? The only thing we're fucking focused on is that contained story because, mm-hmm. like, the, yeah, those other Lion King movies suck. Um, but uh, um, that sounds really interesting because then, yeah, you get to still keep Mufasa and, and all that stuff you get Scar um, plus, you, yeah, if you pro- progress the story a little bit too, then you can still get Timon and Pumbaa and all that in there um, yeah, that's that's really interesting
1: now, and I know it that one, it, it, one go ahead, Cody
0: I was just going to say, it seems like this, they could take this a lot more seriously, because they don't need to just copy what's already been done so I doubt that they'll do it too much, but they could adultify this a little bit, and um, and get a little bit away from the cartoony silliness of it, which I think was part of what hampered the first movie. Is that they wanted it to look like realistic and dramatic, but it was everything that was going on was so dumb and cartoony. It was kind of a tough thing to reconcile. So if they steer more toward dramatic here and have a more interesting and deep story or two stories that are running parallel, this could actually be like an actual good movie, not even just Mm a, I can't wait to sing the songs again.
1: Mm -hmm. You almost kind of just persuaded me a little bit as well right there, because I guess I'm thinking is, one of the biggest criticisms was the fact that these animals were emotionless and whatnot, Mm -hmm. but if they're taking it almost more of that dramatic route, that could benefit it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the one thing that I'm kind of not looking forward to is okay, it's these lions going and doing this stuff. The story, now that you guys have kind of talked it through, it's appealed me a little bit more, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I I hope I can be more connected to these essentially just animals than I was on the 2019 version. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of...
0: You'll hear people online talk about how the Lion King is essentially Hamlet, and I think in that context, it makes a lot of sense. and, And, you know, you're talking about... Uh, as as Scar says, we're talking kings and successions and all of that uh, is an interesting world to be in. And so like you take the lions out of it. It's just, it's like a political drama potentially um, set in two different time periods about these rulers who we know and love. So I there's a lot to like. We might also be being naive and overly optimistic and it may end up just being a bunch of songs for kids. With some fart jokes from Timon and Pumbaa, like it could go really hard in either direction. But I, I hope it's that way. I hope they take it seriously. I, and
2: I, I I can't imagine that someone like Barry Jenkins would spend time yeah. to do something. I, I I feel like if he's signed on to do it, he's got a plan. It's going to be something impactful. He doesn't do stuff that's not impactful. You know. So right. I I I feel like this this has got to be. He's, there's already there's, there has to be an idea like yeah like, I'm sure that premise is already there but I'm sure there has to be something a little bit more detailed written there has to be something a little bit more focused that he was intrigued by because that I mean I think if that idea is followed through and he's involved with it that sounds awesome
0: oh yeah gosh we just I don't think this has ever happened on the podcast we all just changed our minds in like <laughs> 10 <minutes>. yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love this uh guys let us know on the on the facebook and on twitter at soco show pod uh what are you more just excited for borat 2 or a potentially good lion king 2 and uh what are you hoping to see in either movie let us know on the tweets or on the facebook
2: just as long as they don't do um aladdin 2 jafar's return then i'm i'm good just don't just don't do that isn't
0: that I one like out of that movie and it's isn't bad.
1: that one beloved though like don't people really enjoy that one or is I it the king of so. thieves I liked,
0: uh, I liked Return of Jafar when I was a kid, but I'm pretty sure the only thing I remember about it is that he, um, Jafar is scary, like as a genie. And and I remember that about it, yeah. but I don't know anything else. So I, I couldn't tell you anything about the plot even. I just know he's back as a genie and he's scary. And I think they replaced the Robin Williams voice with someone else. Um, not Will Smith, but someone else because I don't I don't think it was him again but yeah that was straight to straight to um, VHS I used to have a copy of that one but I couldn't tell you anything about it if it's good or not but we'll see we'll see and I never watched any of the other I didn't watch Lion King one and a half or Lion King 2 <laughs> Simba's Pride or whatever else because I so much loved the Lion King I was like I'm not gonna watch anything else and have it ruin it mm-hmm. um, but I'll, I'll change my I'll change my attitude for this this upcoming sequel
2: yeah Return of Jafar it's just called that they don't even have a Aladdin 2 It's just the Return of Jafar has thirty three percent Rotten Tomatoes and forty percent audience score.
0: So not a good. And one. it
2: does not have the genie was voiced by Dan Cast, Castellenta. Gilbert oh, Godfrey. Oh, that's is back, um.
0: Though. I'm pretty sure that's Homer Simpson.
2: Let's see. I'll and like a and name. like a
0: bunch of other characters from The Simpsons. I'm pretty sure that Dan. I think it's like Castellaneta is how you say that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, he does Grandpa Phil and Aunt Hey Arnold.
0: Oh fuck! I didn't know that. God, I love that guy. Uh-huh. He's such a cute old man.
2: Uh, Simpsons Homer. Yep.
0: Yep. Right on. Well, uh, keep an eye out, folks. Borat 2 coming soon and The Lion King 2 in production. That's going to do I it for this week's movie news. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set?
3: Movies.
0: All righty. We're going to move over to the TV corner and uh, <sighs> your boy's about to do a little heavy lifting because so I got a few things to review.
2: Television.
0: Down
2: on the corner. Nobody puts
0: this might be a personal record for me. I have three shows to read. <gasps> yeah, yeah, guys, I know. Um, I, <laughs> which we're gonna find out later the stuff I didn't do so that I could watch those three shows. And So I don't know <laughs> if it's I don't know if it's a net positive or not. But uh, yeah. I watch some TV. Uh, I want to start with Sneakerheads. Uh, Jared reviewed this last week and recommended it, and um, I would I would basically uh, echo the things that Jared said. Um, it's it's a show where you've got kind of this. Uh, pent up kind of a uh, stay at home dad type guy who's kind of grown out of his young coolness and then his friend who hasn't and his friend is kind of trying to drag him through this experience where they're going through all these wacky situations and trying to get these sneakers um i i enjoyed this show for a couple reasons one i like the dynamic between the two characters i like that idea of can i still have fun even though i'm grown up and having the one guy who's um, a little more fun loving and trying to kind of trying to put that fun back into the other guy's life. And then the sneaker parts of this are really interesting. I love shoes. And so the um, the way they reference the different shoes and the way they show you that world of trading sneakers and a lot of it's super heavily uh, dramatized and, and overdone. But um, the basics of it are there and, you know, going over like, you know, uh, is this drop uh, going to be big? Is this shoe rare? Uh, what's it going to cost? Who's buying it? Um, I thought this was a lot of fun. It's it's only a couple hours. It's six episodes. are like 22 minutes apiece, So it's an easy, quick watch. The thing that I would say I didn't like about this show is the, the way that they get drama in this show is the more fun guy just always makes the wrong fucking stupid decision. And... <laughs> I know that you need drama in the show, but anytime there's a character like that in a show, it really frustrates me because I'm like, why would you do, it's kind of like watching uncut gems at times when, and and I think it's done better obviously in uncut gems, but where it's like in the scenes in uncut gems where you're like, uh, where you're like, okay, th- like this looks good. And then he fucks it up so hard again. And you're like, why would you even do that? You had this and now you're fucking it up to do this. Um, that was a little more frustrating for me than I like, I, I watched most of this on a plane and I was like, are you kidding me? Why would you? And so other than that, which again, I understand the need for drama, but that graded me a little bit. Um, but besides that, uh, I thought this was a pretty fun little ensemble cast and it was funny enough. And the sneaker stuff held me in. So I'm going to give it also a thumbs up to sneakerheads, heads. Um, just like Jared did last week. Um, Next, I'm going to talk about... Uh, let's do Woke. So this is from Hulu, uh, and it Hulu. stars Lamorne Morris. So if you, watched, uh, if you watched New Girl, the character of Winston Bishop is played by Lamorne Morris, and he's the star of Woke. So uh, he plays a character who is a cartoon artist, and he has this um, cartoon called Toast and Butter. Toast and Butter are these two kind of silly characters, and it's a very, like, flat shallow kind of comic strip that he writes. And it's successful, but doesn't really say anything. And then he has an experience that wakes him up. Uh, You know, this idea of being woke. And woke here just means like you understand the problems of the world, specifically around race, right? So there's the non-woke people who just don't know that they're there and they go about their lives being all happy and ha ha ha. And then there's once you're woken up to those, you can't unknow what you know about racism in America. And so... There's the event that happens right away that wakes him up. And the rest of the show is him kind of trying to, to struggle and reconcile with his wokeness. And um, now that he understands and, and is awake, how does he, do his conversations with people change? How do his relationships with people change? How does his business change? What are the things he wants to say? And what I liked about the show is it dives not only just to like the level of, oh, am I going to say something to my shitty uncle who says racist stuff now? But it goes beyond that and goes to the actual like psychological toll it takes on a person to know that stuff and to live it and then to try to go about your life normally. And even having a regular conversation with someone and they drop some little benign comment that you as a woke person knows is incorrect and that struggle of trying to decide whether or not to correct it, but also just having to carry that burden around. It was really interesting. The last couple episodes, um, the character is presented with this choice, and I don't want to give too much away, um, but it's it's a choice that is, I think, really interesting, and it's a fun thing to kind of put yourself in his position and say, what would I do if I had the option between doing this and that? And it's a lot to do with, like, what do I personally need for my own mental health and well-being, and what do I think is important to say for other people to hear? And so um, this is another show that's it's like 20, 25 minutes. Uh, I think it's six to eight episodes. I can't remember. But um, it's a relatively quick watch. It's very fun in that um, there's some fun animation stuff that happens because once he wakes up, one of the ways that that manifests is he starts uh, having conversations with inanimate objects. There's a pen of his that he talks to. He talks to like a trash can. There's a couple of like forty bottles that talk to him, <laughs> and so that's where the cartooniness and the comedy come in. Um, Lamorne Morris uh, is in this, and then um, one of his he's got one black friend and one white friend, and they're both really cool. I, I don't have the name of the black actor in front of me, but the white guy is the the Blake I think is his name from Workaholics with the kind of long orange hair, and uh, and then Sashir Zameda is in this as uh, as another character who who they befriend throughout the series. So I really enjoyed Woke. It's a nice tight watch. It's funny, but also it's got some meaningful scenes in it that are really interesting and fun to think about. And uh, the cast works, works really well. So if you want to watch Woke now, uh, I'm giving it, uh, giving it the good old recommend for you. Um, finally, if my voice holds up, I'm finally. Going to one last show. <laughs> the, uh, the last one I'm going to talk about is called The Vow, V-O-W. And this is on HBO. This is a documentary series. Um, six episodes an hour apiece, and it dives into um a cult uh called nexium and specifically a cult within that cult um called esp and then another cult within that cult within that cult called nas uh and so um is it nas das sorry i got that one wrong so NAS, if you das. remember from the news uh you probably heard in the last couple years this is a very recent event so uh, within the last couple years The the name you probably heard most commonly was Allison Mack. She was an actress on Super. um, Smallville. Smallville. And uh, she and a couple other kind of that tier actresses uh, were kind of roped into this cult. And um, the thing that eventually busted the cult that was in the news story was that there was some really shitty, like, uh, sex slavery type stuff happening and, and some potential, like, human trafficking stuff that happened behind the scenes of this cult and so that's what ended up busting them and made the news but what the show does that's really interesting is it takes you through the perspective of um a person who was in the cult how they became a member of the cult what the front facing side of the cult was designed to do and how they roped people in and then over the course of the show they start to peel things back and they're like okay Uh, after a couple episodes of showing you like here's here's like the here's how we got people in here's what's so great about nexium and then they start to show you here's some of the dark side in the middle couple episodes and then as it gets toward the end some of the um actor or not actors but uh some of the, the people who are the subject of the documentary start to try to figure out a way to fight back and and um if you know the history you know what eventually happens but um I that The structure of this show was really great. And Seth and I were talking about this earlier because you've seen the first episode now. The way they give you those first two episodes, it feels like, at least for me, it's really easy to get so sucked into this because they start mm-hmm. talking about one of the ways that they initially um, uh, sort of got a following was these executive leadership programs. And uh, it, they do this kind of psychological... Uh, experimentation with people that helps them like unlock their emotions and improve upon their relationships with people. And all of that is, is real to some extent, I put in air quotes, real. Um, and when you just hear it from their perspective, you're like, oh, this sounds actually great. Like this sounds like something I could have potentially fallen victim to. And then as they peel back, you know, the real uh, motivations and the real things that are happening behind the scenes, I found myself being like, oh my God, like I, I would have this, this could have happened to me and i thought that was the fascinating thing um about the vow the way that it was presented and and you're the entire way through what's interesting is part of the cult was to film everything it was like one of the things they wanted to do and so there is a shitload of like firsthand interviews and recorded conversations and uh camera footage and it's not even like shitty sneaky hidden camera footage just like they're telling you straight to the camera like what uh obviously with you know with some tongue-in-cheekness to it um what they're doing. And it's really cool. I've never seen a documentary that has this much first hand uh firsthand knowledge and first first hand uh information and su- and supportive documentation. So I, I can't recommend this enough. If you're into the documentary series, Jared, this is something I'd highly recommend for you. I know Seth you're already watching it. Um but it's six hours long and I was I'm locked in I I keep I was telling you guys I keep trying to watch it like really late at night and I I keep getting I'm in the last episode and I keep falling asleep not because it's boring but because I'm exhausted and um, I'm really excited to to have the finale but uh, I've seen enough to know that this is a recommend for me if you've got HBO max uh, put the vow in your queue it's all available now it was coming out week to week but you can watch the whole thing straight through and uh, I'm giving it a, a two thumbs if uh, if you're into the documentary series, you're going to want to check this one out.
1: So so from what you just said, along with kind of the the conversations you guys had before the podcast and the offhanded things you've said while you know maybe we're just playing video games, this has skyrocketed to my mo- most wa- like I m- gotta watch this now. So after we record, I'm probably turning this thing on.
0: Yes, yeah. You're going to get careful, because you're going to lock. Like like any good documentary series, they always leave you at the end of an episode with the reason you need to watch the second one right fucking now. Mm -hmm. So uh, be aware, you might get sucked into watching several at a time, but um, it's excellent. I can't say enough.
2: On the next episode, you can see Alice and Max, (laughs) Alice and Max butt crack.
0: (gasps) I don't don't think there's any butt cracks. Uh, I'm not not sure. I have to finish the last episode. I'll let you know next week if there's any butt cracks on the show.
2: (laughs) Okay. The 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 last episode is just all butt cracks. <laughs> Where's the story? It's just oh, it's just God. it's just an hour of a fucking slideshow of butt cracks.
0: Wow, I I'd still watch it honestly. Um, wow, butt cracks. Anyway, um, I'm out of breath, and we've gotten through three TV corner, corner reviews: uh, Sneakerheads, woke, and the vow. All getting thumbs up from your boy here in the TV corner. Television. <laughs> Gosh! Um, all right, moving forward, we're gonna switch from TV over to the movie side of things, and uh, we're gonna start with uh, our retooled edition uh, from last week of We Missed the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat, and
2: you're gonna need a bigger boat. Okay. It so was funny. I... <laughs> uh, when when, I, when I saw Jaws, when I saw Jaws last week. Um, when that I mean I've heard that a billion times now we're gonna need a bigger boat so it was just funny like that and like when I hear the Miz's theme song the wrestler for when with that, that sounder too so it was just funny like oh I've heard that a billion times isn't it weird and like movie. you
0: forget you forget that it's there mm-hmm. uh, like the one more time uh, Jared was putting together an overlay for the live show and we were like what should we have for one more time and, and Jared suggested Daft Punk and one it took thing. me like a second and a half what did I say one more time yeah, yeah. So the Daft Punk One More Time song is in the sounder, and I had forgotten that. Uh, and it's it's weird how you forget. We've heard the sounder so many times, and then you hear a noise from it out in the wild, and you're like, oh, I know that. Why? Um, it always takes me a little bit longer than I feel like it should to put that
1: together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that usually um, happens with the Pornhub theme.
0: <laughs> Dude, if, if you played... <laughs> yep. <laughs> if you played the Pornhub community theme like in in public... <laughs> You would see like like a herd of deer. That herd of someone step on his stick. People got a bunch of guys would just like oh oh what's that? Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> I never mind. We could do another twenty minutes on that, but let's skip forward. Um We missed the boat. So uh,
2: if if it was Pornhub, I would just you know I'd, I'd skip to like the nineteen minute mark or so.
0: There you go. The, yeah. That wouldn't take Just skip ahead minutes. to the end. You you don't need the full twenty minutes. Be honest with yeah. yourself. Just skip to the good yeah. part. Um. Anyway, wow. We got. Oh,
2: that's nasty. That is. Uh, anyway.
0: Anyway, we missed the boat. So, um, we retooled this segment last week, and essentially, um, and we've added to it lately. So, last week we talked about in any given week it's going to be someone's turn. Before we miss the boat, and uh, the week before. We are going to have a constantly new list. So instead of the constantly running uh, five, list of five that we rotate a single movie in and out of, it's going to be a fresh list each week. And fresh. so it's a movie, uh, a movie from the individual whose turn it is, and then each of the other hosts will submit a movie. One of the three movies has to get picked. Let's—I I, I probably cut some of that out while we deliberated, but uh, let, so let's reset the rules. So uh, you submit, you submit the three movies. The watcher for that week gets a point for just watching a movie. Um, on the flip side of that, what we've added also is if you don't watch a movie when it's your week, you lose a point. So that's that's the stakes. You either gain or lose a point if you've watched a movie. And then for the for the movie that you chose, if you choose uh, one of the other person's movies, that person will get two points because their movie was picked. So that's how the scoring system is going to work. Um, Create a spreadsheet, get, Cody. Pl- yeah, we'll get a spreadsheet together. We'll keep track... And I'm ashamed to say this, guys, but I'm going to have to start out with a minus one. I did not catch catch a movie this. I wanted to, and then I kept falling asleep trying to watch the Nexium, the Vow finale. So I couldn't watch my movie I wanted to watch, um, which really pissed me off. So I missed out on an opportunity, but I will wear it. I will be minus one uh, for the week. Uh, So I did not have anything to watch. And so... Uh, that's it. That's That was my opportunity. So uh, we'll we'll continue to cycle through. It's going to be Jared's turn next week for We Miss the Boat. But before we get into that, we didn't want to deprive you guys of a, of a classic review. So, Seth, I know you saw a couple classics over the weekend. Uh, why don't you tell the folks what you got out and saw uh, that was on rerun in the theater?
2: Yeah, um, I'll be quick. Yeah, they still showing classics, and um they're gonna continue to show classics so i'm gonna have a lot of movies to talk about for a while (laughs) um but uh they had so this last week was the 40th anniversary of empire strikes back so they were playing that um that was really cool to see on the big like they had it on the uh not the biggest screen like the the deluxe screen but one of the bigger theaters that it's like one of the more bigger auditoriums that they keep up the nice screen and stuff so that was pretty cool to see it like on kind of like one of their more higher end screens um and, uh, yeah, it was just cool to see on, 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 on the big screen. Um, you know, I've only ever seen the, the three um, newer ones um, in the theater. So it's cool to see that on, on the big screen. And um, it's interesting to see, like, what... Like, I couldn't tell what version of the movie they were using in terms of, like, the effects and stuff. Because, like, for the most part, it looked like the effects from the 80s when it came out. But at the same time, there are some scenes that look like the ships from, like, the prequels in terms of that CGI... So I just mm-hmm. couldn't fully tell um, like what version they were using because I know like they released a bunch of different editions where they added in like the CGI and stuff from that time um, back when the prequels were coming out. So,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, but it also did open up with the 20th Century Fox like the you know that song the with the drums and all that the J Buck um, the movie spotlight the that you know that, that yeah <laughs> yep. Um, but no, it was cool to see. I, I mean, I'd recommend it. I think there's still, at least in our theater, playing it. So if they're playing it anywhere near um, where you guys are at or anything, it's definitely worth going to. I dig it. And then it. the I, other I one I wanted to
0: see this. I wanted to see this, but I missed out. I was busy. But uh, I'm jealous that you got to do that. That's fucking cool.
2: Yeah, it's pretty fun. But the one I was even more actually... Um, not I, I mean, excited, yes. I'm I mean, excited to go to the theater anytime. But like looking forward to and... and getting uh, something out of was I watched uh, they showed the documentary RBG uh, which is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and I was talking to Jared uh, about this Um, I was a big fan of the On the Basis of Sex movie um, which is about her um, very early days uh, as a lawyer and then breaking um, a lot of ground with um, women's rights and being able to work and stuff like that Um, And so this documentary is a lot about her kind of persona and how she came to be essentially the notorious rvg that they mentioned a bunch of times in there but in the movie but um it starts off and kind of tells a little bit of her story back then that it's covered in more detail in the movie um on the basis of sex so it's like it it'd actually be a really great double feature in a way because of it touches on that for like 10 minutes or so and then it really gets into more and more of her kind of rising up in her career and then into become a justice and all that and then it went into her like family and her husband like um her husband had early on in his life and they cover it pretty good in the movie um he had pretty bad cancer for that time in like the 60s where i think it was like it's either prostate or pancreas something like that i can't remember what, what it was but it's like it was back then especially like really bad and um he was pretty young and then survived it and so they they talk about how like he, cause he was a lawyer too. That, that's where they met and he had a lot of promise and stuff. And as soon as he saw her career starting to rise up, like he switched roles and became a stay at home dad, which like no one was doing and all that stuff. So it touches on a lot of that and like their relationship. And that dude is hilarious. Like they showed a lot of old footage from him of like reunions and different conferences and um, uh, like celebrations they had for uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And, he's just out there cracking jokes and, and talking about like how, how serious she is and how dumb he is, like that type of stuff, like making fun of himself. And um, he, he seemed like just a really like awesome dude for someone who like is so serious, but was like so important. Like he was the perfect spouse for for her. And uh, yeah, it, it covers a lot of that time, per- time period. And then, then it covers like more recent too, where like how she became like a symbol and how cool it was that, some like an eighty-year-old woman became like this huge like pop culture icon and stuff, and it was for all the right reasons because she broke so much ground and was always standing up for what was right and all that stuff too. And like, there's just never—I mean, from the people who actually you know know what she knew what she did and are educated, there's never a bad word about her. Obviously, you know, the other side of the fucking aisle is is not so nice about the stuff she did, which doesn't make any sense. But anyway, um, she. You know, she she was an awesome person. And then she's a fucking badass. She's in there doing fucking, um, like, push-ups and, <laughs> and, like, lifting weights and doing those bridge things where you're on your forearm. Like, she, she was awesome. Um, and I definitely got, like, emotional watching it a few times. Because, I mean, it's only been a couple of weeks. And there's a lot of stuff in there where it, like, I mean, she makes points about stuff later in her life. And then, it really, it, like, it, and, and obviously, with the stuff going on in the world right now with... Um, politics and everything there's a lot of stuff that that really matters now for what she's talking about um and it it was it was a like a really strong point that they made throughout the movie in terms of what she stood for, but especially right now it hit home and then obviously, just being sad that she had passed away recently and her family's in the movie and a lot of stuff they talk about um with her being in her old age and what it might be like when she's gone stuff like that like there's just a lot of hints to that that stuff so definitely an emotional movie to see right now for sure but i would recommend it 100%. it's i mean i think it was nominated for the oscar that year too. Um, and it it's it's fantastic. i especially right now it's a super important movie to see right now. so if it's playing or obviously you can rent it um, it it's 100% worth watching. I mean, you should watch.
0: i um so it was nominated for best uh, documentary that year. i'm not sure who won, mm-hmm. but i i do know that a song from it Mm-hmm. one uh best original song that year yep uh, but yeah this is something I haven't seen either of those and yeah when she passed I was like oh I got to do a double feature and so to hear you yeah. suggest that that's a good idea maybe I'll try and do that this weekend that sounds like a lot of fun do
2: yeah if you're doing it watch the the on the basis of sex first because that's just strictly about her early life and then the, uh the documentary covers all of it and especially the stuff that the movie doesn't cover after
0: sweet well, that's what I'm gonna do then. On the basis of sex and R.B.G., good double feature. If you're in, if you want to get um, but, uh, oh, that, <laughs> sorry, Ginsburg, but Empire Strikes Back.
2: Sorry, in that pay, the Ginsburg that pays off super well in the documentary. <laughs> um, it's it's they, it's great. Nice. It's funny too. Like that's she's she's also I mean she's serious, but she's really funny. Um, she she cracks a couple jokes in there. Um, and and yeah, the pop culture stuff is is pretty great too for just any fans of pop culture and all that how popular she is like there's a lot of great stuff in there too
0: no doubt between rbg and empire strikes back legends american legends uh seth that seth got to enjoy uh in theater watching some classics um so yeah uh no no review for me this week but we gotta look forward to next week when it's gonna be jared's turn for we miss the boat so we gotta come up with some movies for jared seth do you have uh do you have anything on your list for him
2: yeah, um, and so Jared and I have seen a lot of the same movies, but there's also some holes. So I'm trying to trying. Yeah, to... there's holes. <laughs> so I'm trying to to get one. The one that came to mind. Did you, Cody and I talk about it a lot? Have you ever seen the one I love? Is that the Mark
1: Duplass one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we actually have talked about that many have a time. We? Okay. <laughs> Uh, it <laughs> you was <fucking> actually. Idiot.
3: <laughs> it's it's
1: funny because uh, we were talking. I don't know. Maybe it was you I was talking to um, that I remember way too much. Uh, we talked about that movie at that uh, Memorial Day barbecue when we? Um, we were talking about YouTube and uh,
2: starting the podcast and everything. That was, an, that was that was a
0: very important conversation that we had. Yeah. that day. It, that's affected okay. a lot of our shit since then.
2: <laughs> I remember that part. We, we talked about it a lot. Yeah, and went, there was a lot of beer involved. Did you? Um, kind of along those same lines. Did you ever see Tully? Yes. Okay. With I thought, uh, so I Charlize that Theron. Online. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't think you ended up watching. I don't think we ended up watching this, but uh, MacGruber.
1: Ooh, I have not seen MacGruber. Okay. Uh, so I'm, should I'm, I add that to the list? Yep
2: yeah, that's that's my okay. contribution.
0: God damn! That, that, that's, you that's, just made the list. Yeah! I'm gonna have that's a hard time.
2: That's a that's a that's a good add.
0: Shit! I'm gonna have a hard time beating that one. Um. Let's see. Um, so I have an idea of how I wanted to approach this, and now I'm trying to choose the exact movie that I want to pick. Um, hmm. MacGyver. <laughs> okay. So Jared, I, I'm I'm relying on the fact that you've uh, you've you've you're newly a, a, a horror fan, at least relatively. So
2: mm-hmm. so
0: um, I'm going to give you one. So this is a, a, I think a horror movie that you're going to have a lot of fun with. It's not so much scary as it is. Um, kind of a fun romp and I, I think since you're more open to horror lately you may enjoy it um <laughs> you're gonna laugh but I'm gonna give you Freddy versus Jason for this one
1: <laughs> I I've actually seen this
0: you've seen Freddy versus Jason. yeah did you yeah, like yeah, it yeah. it's it's
1: <laughs> ridiculous and fun and surprisingly that very last shot of like teasing a sequel I'm like uh-huh. I'd I'd watch a sequel
0: yeah yeah okay well uh okay then I've
2: weir- I weirdly own that movie <laughs>
0: That's hilarious. I love Freddy vs. Jason. I thought it was hilarious the first time I saw it. In that case, then, well, let's let's go all the way. let's get, let's crank it way back. Um, have you ever seen the, have you ever seen The Exorcist?
1: I've not. I've seen clips, but I've not seen it.
0: Okay, so is that I'm gonna, yours? I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and give you The Exorcist. I'm, I'm not confident it's gonna beat out MacGruber, but if if you are in the mood for some really classic horror uh and um, you want to round out kind of your um your must see uh, classics list i'm gonna give you that one for now uh and then uh then we'll see what you do we'll see what mm-hmm. you do um,
2: so can i get can i get points for uh because i'm seeing the exorcist this weekend can i get points
0: no you can't get points
2: <laughs> shut up Seth. well i'm i'm also seeing exorcist the version you've never seen before which Ooh. is like three minutes longer so i should get points and three minutes is a long time hell yeah
0: it, it's an incredibly fucking long time. Oh, my God. Anyway, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're on opposite ends of the spectrum here with MacGruber and The Exorcist. Uh, so, Jared, what, what's your, what's your self-pick here? What's on your uh, list?
1: It, it's tough. I was sitting here, and I wrote down, like, literally 20 movies that I haven't seen over the last, you know, whoever knows how long. And um, The Exorcist was on here. So yeah. that one is no longer one that I can pick i'm trying to i'm trying to lean do i do i double up on horror do i go some you know uh do a drama classic, we got, classic we one got, got comedy with mcgruber yeah um got horror with cody okay what should i go with um you know what let's do this one i'm gonna say uh whiplash
2: okay
0: oh I you have haven't never seen whiplash, seen
1: whiplash. No. i haven't seen that either
0: you haven't you both haven't seen oh my god ah! oh okay can you get can even... you
1: get points? <laughs>
0: I had forgotten. No, Jared, I'm telling you, fucking pick Whiplash. I don't even want the points, but watch Whiplash, and then next, and then next yeah, week, I'm giving Magruber. it to Seth because you guys both need to watch Whiplash.
1: Pick MacGruber, Jared. Uh, I don't know. We it'll it'll be a tease. There there was one uh, horror film on my list that I really was thinking one of you guys would pick, but it's not. So I'll save that one.
0: Uh-oh. Ooh, I need to give that some more thought. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Okay. So, yeah, my list is Chuck what, e. uh, MacGruber, The Exorcist, and Whiplash.
0: Wow. that's a. You just made the list! That's a pretty hilarious list of movies. Uh, <laughs> anyone, anyone trying to find the common thread through those would have a hard time. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, I, I'm now losing. Uh, I'm minus one in the We Miss the Boat contest. You guys are both at zero. Uh, Jared looking to get an opportunity to gain his first point, and we'll see if anyone can get uh, two points if he picks Seth Rye's movie. So come on back next week. You're going to hear a review from one of those movies from JB on We Miss the Boat. Oh! I'm on a boat and...
3: You're going to need a bigger boat.
0: All righty, folks. Well, let's turn from some movies that have been out for a while to some new stuff that's come out. We got to get into this week's reviews. Mom... What do you think? I love it! I hated it! Alrighty, so we got a few, we got four reviews that we're gonna get to, and Jared, I wanna start with you. Um, Why don't we start with this one? I believe this is an adaptation of a play. Uh, I'm not familiar with the play, but uh, tell us about this one.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. This is a Netflix movie that is actually on the platform right now, and it is called The Boys in the Band. And yes, like you said, it is based on... uh, stage play from 1968 I believe they also did a film in 1970 um, which I'm sure no one has seen um, but obviously they they you know took that source material and whatnot and made a movie out of it and um, essentially this story is um, it follows I think like eight different uh, friends who are in the gay community in 1968 uh, New York and it introduces them each. You know, they're doing their thing, like a businessman, kind of a player, kind of the, the uh, like a librarian. Like they each come from a kind of a different background. Each have their own style and stuff. But they're friends, and you know, they're they're part of this community. And they come together for one of their friends' birthdays. And it's all of them coming over to this one guy's apartment that's hosting the party. But you find out that his The guy that's hosting the party, his old roommate from college, just so happens to be in town and wants to meet up with him. But he never knew throughout all of college that he was gay. So he was kind of closeted. So it's kind of this culture shock when he uh, just kind of up in nowhere without notice shows up at this house. So you can see how there's kind of conflict built in there. But also the story unfolds through the night you know it it very much does feel like a stage play because it's all set sort of in this apartment kind of on the balcony in the kitchen the different rooms of the house and throughout the night through alcohol throughout you know confessions and stuff you find out more about these characters and kind of the the rifts that have been through them um throughout you know their friendships and stuff um I again I haven't seen the stage play so I don't know how well of an adaptation it is but you can definitely tell like halfway through this I looked it up and I'm like oh yeah this does feel like a play because the uh director I think Joe Mantello or something like that um he does a great job of filming like filming it from multiple angles and really blocking the shots to really cover everything. Like imagine a stage play and you know, obviously the audience is on one side. With film you can do it everywhere. And I think they do a great job of really exploring the space of the apartment and, you know, showcasing multiple characters and everything like that. Um the the performances though I think are by far the best part. Like this is very dialogue driven. Like some people it might be a turnoff because again they are stuck in this apartment throughout the whole movie and it's just them Talking. It's learning more and more and more about these characters just through dialogue. And um, Jim Parsons, uh, Matt Bomer, um, oh God, I don't, I don't, there's a ton of people. Brian Hutchinson, um, Zachary Quinto, like, there's a handful of other people top-notch talent all across the board like each of these guys turn turns in like they encompass these characters and each of them again has their own personality and very much demands the screen when they um kind of have their time to uh shine or speak or you know be do this flamboyant dance or something like that so honestly like for the performances it's like wow this 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 is a this is you watch this for that um i will say however since it's <clears throat> excuse me uh adapted from a screenplay or uh stage play it does kind of feel like there's a little bit of that luster that magic that little something something that is missing here in the film because you know <clears throat> oh my gosh i'm dying here <laughs> um a stage play you know seeing it live and everything and how these characters really bounce off of each other feels wonderful and and You're kind of there as well, you know, in this apartment with them through the camera lens, but it just, again, there's that barrier of a screen that really kind of doesn't connect as much as I'm assuming the stage play does, and the stage play... Ends, probably, in a way of fade to black, curtain call and whatnot, and this kind of tries to do that, but it just doesn't have that same power of seeing, you know, maybe two hours of a live performance, people memorizing lines, and then a fade to black. Instead, it's this kind of fade to black on a character, and it just doesn't hit as hard as it could. Um, I mean... I, I really enjoyed this film. I, I would say that it's a recommend if you're any fan of you know, the, any of these actors or looking for you know a very dialogue uh, tight script uh, type movie um, but but it it wasn't it didn't elevate to a part where I was like completely blown away by this film.
0: I think fences did this really well where you, you still very much felt that it was a, st- a stage play, but they did enough to movieize it. Um, that it, you know, it felt also like a movie, and I really like this. Like I'm in on this. Uh, I'm gonna try to watch this this weekend. The cast sounds amazing, and I really like things like this that are a lot of dialogue and, and a lot of uh, small sets and things like that. That is really what I'm gravitated toward. Fences, again, a great example of that. Um, so I'm really excited for this. I didn't know that it was already out though. Um, so I'm gonna put that in my next Netflix queue um, and check it out. It's funny. There's a lot of I did a Google while you were talking about the show and it's getting reviewed well on Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of articles written about like how these are the struggles for this community in the 60s and thinking about are we any better right now Mm -hmm. and I think that's an interesting uh, an interesting thing like how the issues of the past are kind of still around Um, this sounds interesting I'm gonna put it on my list for sure
1: yeah I'm I'm glad you actually brought that up because yeah it does now that you say that it does touch on a lot of things that are very still present today
0: Mm mm-hmm so this is The Boys in the Band, adapted from stage to screen. Uh, Ryan Murphy, I know, is involved in this, and it's on Netflix right now. So check that out. Put it in your queue if you want to see that one.
2: Put it uh, in your queue. I'm
0: gonna yeah, put it right in smoke your queue. it. Yeah, put that in your queue and smoke it.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> a Bong in a blitz? Scar in a waffle? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: what, what is it in a crepe?
1: A pipe no, in a crepe?
0: A pipe in a crepe. Is it? I,
1: I think it's a creep. Scar and a waffle, piping a creep. Something in a waffle. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm.
0: And it sounds like a delicious. <laughs> drink. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go over to. We're gonna shift over to Seth, and uh, we've got. This All is right, an I'm interesting leaving.
1: one. This one uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was perfect.
0: <laughs> uh, this is one that Seth caught in the theaters over this weekend that uh, I've seen getting quite a bit of love for its performances. So, what do you think?
2: Have you have you been saying that? Yeah. Really weird. Um
0: <laughs> Oh. <Uh-oh. laughs> no, maybe not from Seth, we'll see. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um I mean performances yeah, but the movie itself. But we'll talk about it. Uh Last Shift's got uh, Dick Jenkins on it, in it. Uh Richard Jenkins of course. Uh he plays um, Stanley who is he works at like a local fast food type place. I think it's called like Oscar's Chicken and Fish or something. And uh yeah. He is a high school dropout who's now I guess in his 60s I think, uh maybe older. Um and he is now leaving the job after having worked there since he dropped out of high school. And he's the type of guy where like you like he never moved on from that time in his life and he like still tries to be cool with the kids, but not in like a not they don't do it in like a like a heightened way like a comedy like a goofy comedy would like they do it kind of like if if you were to picture a guy like that who the like the high school kids know because he's just that guy type of thing mm-hmm. and he'll he'll do like that thing where he like will make a joke and he'll go <laughs> after like that type of like laugh like he'll laugh at his own joke but kind of like <laughs> <laughs> yeah kind of like that uh, it's almost like he he like stops breathing for a second he's like <laughs> you know like kind of like just a <laughs> And so, it's, he's just like this, it's like almost cringy sometimes with how, how he acts. But he takes the job really seriously, it's like, because that's his whole life, is that job, and as he's getting ready to leave, he has to train someone. So, he's training um, the actor Shane Paul uh, McGee, and I don't know if he's been in a whole lot of other stuff. He was in, like, Unbelievable, that Netflix show with Caitlyn Deaver, um, recently, but not a whole lot of stuff. But he's really good. He he plays Javon in this, and um he's he's a uh, ex-con I believe who is um, was let out on parole and has to um has to keep a job and all that stuff. So that's like the only place that'll hire him is is this um, Oscars Chicken and Fish. And so Richard Rankin has has to train him. And so the movie's about that. Relationship for a good chunk of it it's kind of this movie is, is interesting in that it for half of it it seems like one thing where it's like this guy who can't give up his give up this job and he's you know has never moved on in life and now he's just doing something he's basically he's leaving to go take care of his mom who's in like a nursing home and he's gonna go take her and live with her because he feels like she's being treated poorly there and so he's now for the first time in his life leaving and like it's like it's kind of i mean there's some funny moments and things like that so it's kind of a comedy but it's also kind of sad too with this guy and all of a sudden like so Javon is is black and all of a sudden it takes this weird race turn where stanley is like because he's still living in whenever he was i'm guessing the 60s he is still kind of like racist but he's not where that he's racist type thing there's also like this weird like weird murder like hate crime that they bring up in the halfway through the movie it just kind of gets thrown in there where he had witnessed this hate crime and never reported it and so he basically he's like covering up for that because the people who did it were people that he were like the cool kids in school at the time and he didn't want to tell on the cool kids and he still kind of defends that it's, it's really weird how they just, they, I, I get they're trying to make a point somewhere with the, the race. Cause they don't fully do it. Like the, in the end, it's not like there's basically the, the, the good person here technically wins, I guess. And, and I, I mean, essentially that's probably, you can understand where I'm going. Javon is ends up kind of getting the upper hand in the end, but it's like they just threw this race thing in there all of a sudden it felt not quite like the mule in terms of like the character is racist but like just like that like for no point like they're trying to make a point but it just seemed like it was one movie and then switched to that and it was really jarring um to your point about the performances yes the performances were really good like richard jenkins became this weird guy like I didn't think of the fucking guy in the fish movie at all <laughs> or stepbrother's guy. <laughs> you know, like, he, he did a really good job, but the movie itself was just like, what What are you doing? Like, what? where did this come from? Uh, I liked where it was going before they went into that direction. It's just like a really sharp turn. Like, if they would have started the movie from there and, like, been like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of racist and now he needs to learn a lesson. But halfway through the movie, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy's kind of racist and now he's kind of like the bad guy of the movie, <laughs> and so it's just like, what the fuck? Um, I don't know. I mean, guess if you want to check it out, do it. I mean, it's not necessarily <laughs> a bad movie. Like, it's it's not like the movie is poorly done. The acting is good. It's just like the 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 overall like sh- story was just jarring. So I don't know. It's entertaining, but it's also like, what the fuck? <laughs>
0: That's um, that's so unfortunate because I what I'm what I had signed up for when I heard this and I was excited when I heard you describe it before I was like oh he's gonna mentor maybe this young kid and of course race was gonna be a small part of it but I didn't expect it to steer so hard and it sounds like you didn't either yeah and i was expecting just like oh you're gonna have kind of a my dinner with andre they're chatting in the kitchen between the two of them about their experiences and how they're different and like that's what i was hoping for so to hear that they fucking shook you loose and went the other direction with it is really upsetting um but i do love richard so so to hear that he performed well in it is good but it sounds like just a sloppy uh, yeah sloppy uh, like a good idea that they somehow then tainted is weird
2: so basically it's 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 so weird because yeah they're getting a lot like they get to this point i'm just gonna spoil this fucking movie i guess um so if you don't if you actually want to watch this um you know spoilers for like a yeah. minute here but yeah um essentially so like they're like any movie like that like he takes the job serious and then he um so he, he's hard on javon and then you know, they start to bond and stuff and they have some nice moments. And then all of a sudden they're having a conversation. It's just the scene. They drop you in. They're having a conversation at a bench at work, like a table at work. And, um, they bring up that, the, where the, um, kid gets murdered back when he was in school. And he asks him about like, Oh, did you know him? And blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden it gets to the point, the conversation about white privilege. And Richard Jenkins is like, there's no such thing. That's bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Like it just goes in that, like all of a sudden quick, like white privilege isn't real and then he never apologizes. He never learns mm. a lesson from it. He's just the bad guy from that moment. And they have, he's the bad guy where you, like, kind of... You're supposed to... They, they'd want you to feel sorry for him a little bit. But then also I'm like, no, let bad shit keep happening to him. He's... Obviously, like, he hasn't learned and he doesn't understand. But he also should see, like, this how this kid is reacting and, like, maybe try and learn from it. And he's got, obviously, not all there. But it just, like... It never went to a place of, like, here's what he learned from it. Like, he's just the sad old man. That's kind of what it ends up being, is this sad old man. <laughs> and it's like, that's so weird. Like, there could have been something good there.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That is strange. Because that would have been... Maybe maybe they thought they were being, um, I don't know, edgy by not giving you the thing that they so obviously set you up for. I don't know. Yeah. But... uh Weird. And well, they, I'm I'm glad they, that I'm glad that you've told me about this because now I'm not going to watch it. But I, it, I I was really interested in this.
2: Yeah. The nice the nice thing in the end is Javon does like because like you know he's ex-con and stuff and he starts to get his life together. and gets into direction with like what he wants to do with his life and be a good father and blah blah blah. So that's cool and I'm glad they do that. But the whole thing with Richard, the whole half of the movie is about him. So it doesn't didn't make a lot of sense the way they structured it
0: what a bummer yeah i thought we were gonna hear a glowing review of richard jenkins and um turns out it's a crap movie well okay (laughs)
3: um
0: (laughs) this is uh the last shift and it is available uh it's in theaters now so you're gonna have to go out and see it let's uh let's do another shift uh, and we're gonna go back to you jared i am incredibly intrigued To hear about this one, I've already heard the word bonkers used. And so I am, I just, I I can't wait to hear more about this one.
1: (laughs) All right. So uh, this movie is called Possessor. And Mm. it's coming out this weekend, I think in a limited release, drive ins, a few movie theaters, but then. I don't I don't know if it's going to get a wide release or it'll go to VOD sooner rather, you know, kind of a two-week gap or something. I don't know. Stay tuned for this. Um, but anyways, this movie uh, comes from Brandon Cronenberg, I believe, uh, David Cronenberg's son. And if you're not familiar with his work, he does all of the kind of body horror type movies, you know, the Fly remake, a whole bunch of other movies and stuff. Um I I was fortunate enough to see this movie early. There was people that saw it at Sundance earlier this year. Um, I I emailed the publicist because she was asking what I thought about this movie, and I was hoping, hoping for a poll quote. Uh, I don't think I got it, but I said, A beautiful nightmare that is absolutely bonkers. Like, this movie is flipping (laughs) crazy, man, in the best way possible. Like, um... It's. I, I don't want to give away too much because I went in completely blind. Didn't see a trailer, and I left completely. Yeah, bl- and I left <laughs> completely blind. Where are you? Um, this movie is like a weird mixture of sci-fi, body horror, um, some definitely messages of. Uh, race that you kind of have to dig through, but also technology and kind of where things are progressing and whatnot. And essentially, this movie follows this woman who works for this kind of really up, like like a tech company that is doing kind of, you know, they have all of these products and they do all this stuff, but also there's this kind of uh, dark side to them. There's this sinister side, essentially, where they're using these highly trained assassins to then take out these other people. You know, there's these contracts. <laughs> and the main person, uh, Andrea Rosebar- Ro- Rosenboro, I believe. Um, Baba Baba. Yeah, she is kind of the main person. She, her name is Tasia. She's like this well renowned hit woman and whatnot. And. But the thing is, uh, every time they do this through this process, essentially, it kind of messes with their brain and stuff. So they're like, oh, is she getting older where she's not going to be able to handle this anymore? There's also problems with her family and whatnot. So it's kind of this weird uh, situation of like, is my career worth it? Or is my family worth it? Which way do I really go? And throughout this story, again, she goes on a job as a hit woman I'm not going to say how all these jobs work out, but essentially there's a snag and the whole film then plays out in this different way that you didn't really think. Um, the performances all around are pretty darn good, but I think it's the cinematography mixed with the the body horror. And honestly, I think ninety-five percent, I don't I'm making up numbers probably, maybe it's a hundred percent, but I think a lot of this movie is practical, and there's some effects in this that are just like, what the hell am I watching right now? Huh. And after realizing that, oh, they actually did all of this, it's even more amazing to see um i watched this movie i think twice within two days i'm gonna watch it again um because i'm gonna do an ending explain but also i i loved everything in this movie if you are familiar with david cronenberg it is gruesome there are some scenes and sound effects that they use that you're like cringing like there's one scene with a mouth and teeth essentially that i wow. was like holy shit they're doing that and um again, knowing that it's practical, I'm like, how did they do that? Um so it is this again, it is a gorgeous film from what they did, but also really fucking bonkers and um. gruesome and it's not scary. I know that Seth, you okay. had kind of mentioned you're like, oh this the about the, the, the the um the poster looks creepy. It's because that plays into kind of uh something where the the main person is kind of losing her mind. So it's not really scary. It's more of kind of just unsettling. I'm going to say it's unsettling. Um, The world that they set up, the technology that they use. I said that this was a mixture of The Matrix, Inception, um, a Hitman, espionage type movie, along with uh, technology that could honestly be available in five to ten years. Like, this is hitting on all of the weird things that I like, and I... This is one of my, my favorite movies this year. Um, I don't know if wow. it's one of the best, but it's one of my favorite.
0: Man, this, uh, I just, I, when you said that the uh, poster was creepy, I pulled it up and now I'm gonna have nightmares. So yeah, it
1: is. It is. It is unsettling to say the least.
0: People are loving this too. Ninety-three percent on Tomatoes. You're not the only one who's digging it. Um, this is awesome. Ooh, yeah. I, I'm so glad because, like we talked about before, the the fact that you're new to horror, like this is probably not a movie you would have watched five years ago. So to hear that you liked it so much is really cool. I just think that's awesome that you found mm-hmm. it, it found its way to you and you enjoyed it. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a little tough for people to see though, because it's getting a limited release, and then we're not sure where it's going to be available on VOD.
1: That's kind of what it sounds like right now. I will keep you... Like, next week, I'll let you know... I'll let everyone know for sure exactly what's happening with it because what I was told and what I was looking up... Because, Seth, you said that they're not playing at your movie theater, are they? mm Yeah, so I think this weekend is drive-ins and limited release wherever. God knows where that's at. But, uh, I don't know. I think next week, I'll, I'll come back with an update on hopefully knowing more about how this movie is really... Um, being released because oh god i wish that this was one that was coming out to the masses you know throw it on vod right now but i think that they want to get a little bit of a box office before they throw it um Mm -hmm. on that vod platform yeah
0: wow i can't wait to hear it i i i already know i i feel like you've told me plenty but i still know nothing about it and i'm excited by that like i'm just gonna really go into this um, without knowing much. I'm excited. And anytime for the folks at home, anytime Jared chooses a movie for ending Explained Poorly, you know it's going to have some crazy <laughs> shit in it. So like, you're going to yeah. want to check this one out so you can catch that video when it when it does pop down.
1: If uh, I, w- I will say, if anyone wants to come visit and hang out with me, it's playing at a movie theater down here.
0: Oh, there really. you go, I got a couch. I got over- a
1: couch, people.
0: Get your ass over there and watch Possessor.
1: Get, you, get yeah. your ass to Mars. There
0: you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie is Possessor keep an eye out for it in your area otherwise we'll update you soon on where you can catch it but uh, like we said keep an eye out for the videos over on the YouTube at
1: Jared Buckendall
0: so you can uh, hear more of Jared's take on that one uh, Jared we're going to stick with you for one last one this is one that uh, like Possessor is not quite out yet so it's uh, it's a preview it's
1: coming right mm. for us <laughs> yeah, so, so, what this can movie... the folks look forward to yeah, yeah, this movie is um, called By Night's End, and actually the studio or distributor or whatever it reached out to me um, and asked if I wanted to review this, and I was like, you know what, nice. screw it, let's let's see what this, this one is all about, and this movie is coming out on VOD on October 6th, I, I believe, and it's co- sort of a home invasion type movie, but there's a little bit of a twist, kind of. Um, you find out that um, the, the two main people, it's a husband and wife. They move into a new home. And the kind of opening scene reveals that there might be something hidden in the house. Um, and then this is, you know, obviously time has passed where the home has been kind of bought and sold or they're renting it. And someone essentially breaks into their home. And the setup is do we find out what this person was looking for or do we call the cops because they kind of run into this guy and he's like offering them tons of money for something hidden in the house so it kind of doesn't take your uh tropey of uh you know it's not your stereotypical home invasion where someone oh the house the, the call is coming from within the house um that is kind of almost a side story, as in, like, what is in the house? Um, is it something dangerous? Is it something expensive? Uh, you know, something like that. And it kind of is interesting because you find out through these two characters that they're kind of down on their luck. You know, one of them doesn't have a job. They are kind of barely getting by with jobs that they don't like. So you can see how this entices them to essentially not do the right thing of calling the cops and getting it taken care of and maybe holding off on that cop. Car- while looking for something that's going to uh, essentially benefit them um i think the performances and kind of the chemistry and the there's a little bit more of a backstory between the two characters as well that is a little bit intriguing i really kind of latched on that onto that more than the actual home invasion part of the movie i kind of liked what these people were dealing with in like their their personal lives their their uh relationship with one another and then kind of the personal demons that they've been hiding throughout the years of marriage and whatnot um but when the home invasion the the bad guys essentially show up I mean it's generic bad guy one two three four five like you you, you it's not too appealing it's not gonna break the mold like I said it does do some interesting things in there um, but you have seen that home invasion part of the movie um there are some like I think it does a great job of aesthetically putting you in this time and place and whatnot like it's it's this secluded neighborhood it is rainy it is thundering it is kind of a stormy dreary night and also there's some like cool shots um not necessarily like you know amazing cinematography but like they kind of slowed down time played with lighting played with gunshots a few times that i thought was really cool um because i guess the woman that is the main lead i think michelle rose she is the stunt woman for a handful of mcu movies so they kind of implemented her phys- physicality in this film so i think that that kind of uh, worked as well um again doesn't entirely break the mold because it does kind of fall into some pacing problems of like okay well we know it you know there's people that are going to try to get into the house but like why and it kind of plays out that a little bit longer than i wanted to um there's some parts to it that you'll latch on to but it it does kind of you aside from that little bit of mystery intrigue that i've kind of mentioned you you kind of know what you're going to get with this film
0: I like this. this sounds cool. Uh, I even more like that they reach out to you. They were like, "We got we got to get Jared Buckendall. If Jared <laughs> Buckendall calls our movie bonkers, yeah. we'll get a thousand people watching." It. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think that's the biggest takeaway.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, again, it it has some cool things to it, but I don't know. Throw it on Friday night date night. Need a nice, you know, kind of little suspense, kind of a home invasion horror film. It's, it's probably worth the, what, seven, eight, whoever knows how many dollars it's it's going to be on there for.
0: <laughs> well, here you go. The film is By Night's End. It's not out till next weekend. You have to keep an eye out for it. It's coming right for us! And so if you want to catch that one, uh, it's getting, uh, getting a recommend from Jared. Check that one out if that interests you. Also, Possessor, keep an eye out for that one. The Boys in the Band also getting a Jared recommendation. The Last Shift sounds like one to steer clear of. From Seth this week. That's gonna do it for our reviews.
1: Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it.
0: All righty, we are just about done with our show tonight, and well, tonight for us. (laughs) Anytime uh, for the rest of you. But before we go, regardless of what time it is, we got to give you one more thing. so, my one more thing this week, uh, I, I got to, uh, I flew to Wisconsin to spend some time with my parents this last weekend. And while I was there, uh, among a lot of fun things uh, that we got to do and see, and um, it was just good to get to hang out with them, um, one of the things we got to do is I got to actually walk into, for the very first time, a Duluth Trading Company store.
3: <laughs>
0: and uh, f- friends of mine know that I. I will tell anyone who will listen, and since I have a podcast, it's all of you who are listening, that Duluth Trading Company buck naked underwear are the best underwear on the planet, and you're wrong if you think they're not. These things are, uh, they're lightweight, they are, uh, I wear the boxer brief, they, they look cool, they're lightweight, they wick moisture away from your body, and then they don't, they don't release the stink. So if, 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 even if you're even if you're rocking some some booty soup, uh, if no one's gonna smell it, and then they've also God. got this pretty cool technology that like cradles your man parts and prevents them from swinging <laughs> around. So like the advertisement is like no swing, no pinch, no stink, and if they it, check check check. All of them are. are Uh, are correct I've been wearing buck nakeds for a few years now but I've never gotten to go into the store and buy some and they are expensive but you get what you pay for and they last a long time too um so I went in and I got a few new pairs of buck nakeds but I also got a buck naked undershirt so this it's just like a white t-shirt but it's made of the same buck naked material and so again no pinch no stink and then the other thing is the t-shirt is equipped with what they call um what do they call it uh, it's like the plumber shirt um, because the the bottom of the shirt, the tail is extra long so you can tuck it in and your ass wants to go. <laughs> 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 so Duluth Trading Co., uh, you can go check them out online, all their stuff. They're not a sponsor of us at all, but um, I I stand by their products. And like I said, you're going to spend for them, but you'll get what you're paying for. Um, and I actually, I'm rocking right now a pair that I got that um, is recycled. It's they're, it's recycled from like three bottles is what they used um, on the material for this particular pair of Duluth Trading Co. underwear. And it's it's really comfortable. Uh, like I said, really lightweight, no pinch, no swing, no stink. So uh, that's my little commercial. Uh, like Jared's trying to get a pull quote for By Night's End, I'm trying to get a pull quote on the uh, Duluth Trading Co. website. So uh, check them out. I don't have a promo code or anything. Like I said, they're not a sponsor, but uh, highly, highly recommend those undies if you're, if you're on the market.
2: I'm just glad you're done saying stink. <laughs> no, no stink, no swing. Yeah
0: no pinch no pinch no, steam. no pinch no yeah, yeah whatever they yeah. all are yeah Great um
1: undies. that that's 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 funny because uh my dad loves going to uh Duluth uh trading company because there's one on the way here down to you know from back home to coming to visit so we always give him gift cards and stuff and he uh I don't know if he's got any of that buck naked uh the underwear or whatever but he sure get- loves going there
0: you got to get him. So if you're by the way, if you're a person with a dad, which is most of us, um, you're going to want to get your dad a Duluth Trading Co gift card. I promise you they will like it. And if your name happens to have the word buck in it, you should probably find a way to get some buck nakeds as well. Just a blanket <laughs> suggestion for anyone who might be listening. Um, yeah. Great dad gifts. And and for yourself, uh, do your do your nuts a favor and uh, get yourself some buck nakeds. That, that'll that be my last word on that.
1: God. <laughs> um, for for my one more thing, um, I I guess I don't necessarily have anything cool right now, but I'm gonna promote uh, you know that little company that I started with uh, Nolan a couple weeks ago, uh, Room Fifty Six Studios. Um, if you guys have any work or whatever, reach out to us. You know, audio work, logo, video, anything like that. Um, We've actually gotten a little bit more um, business than I guess I had anticipated. So. Nice. Pe- people are uh, people are liking or digging what we're uh, we're giving them uh dishing out and whatnot so if you guys uh are looking anyone out there listening um you know mike's wood you're looking for a promo let us know <laughs> all of that stuff uh check us out room 56.com or studios.com there we go
0: there it is link in the description Where's don't forget to check them out i know some guys uh oh yeah i forgot the sounder what there we go <laughs> 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 um, I, I know some guys with a podcast that just recently went to video that might need some video introductions. So, um, I maybe I'll connect them with you guys over at room 56. So, so they can get some stuff. Um, but yeah, if you're in, if you're trying to enhance, if you're trying to make it look like, uh, you're a professional podcaster or videographer or whatever it is you're doing, uh, work with those guys. Cause they're, they're putting out some great stuff. Uh, Seth, what do you got for us?
2: Um, I mentioned it briefly, uh, either last week or the week before, but, um, really enjoying Succession on HBO. Uh, just won the Emmy for Best Drama for their second season. Um, I'm almost through the first season, and it's excellent. So if you have HBO Max, uh, I fully recommend Succession. I, you know, I've been hearing it for a couple of years now, how great it is. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And, and once you start it, it's it's, uh, it's pretty gripping. So awesome how they pretty much right away um, establish all the, the dynamic and... and they have all these characters written perfectly for what they need uh which is which is really good so check out succession
0: i um not to uh we didn't say we were going to talk about this but this is the show you said you've been watching while on your uh while on your workout bike and so i'm curious like is that is there a tight is is this specifically your workout bike show or is there like a a genre or a group of things that you like to watch on the bike and, and why is this why is this what you enjoy watching during then
2: there's um, there's really no rhyme or reason to why it's just i have an hour to to kill on the bike so i just Mm. throw on a show um i watched the first episode of the vow i'll watch big brother if i don't get to watch it the night before um it's pretty much anything that i watch
0: there you go succession it's
2: it's like it's like my reward for getting to you know you're working out but you get to watch tv while doing it
0: i think that's a good plan i like it uh succession on hbo uh, as well as the aforementioned The Vow. So check all that stuff out while you're on your bike or wherever it is you may be. Like, if you're like me, uh, you are fist deep in a bucket of popcorn on your couch looking fat uh. as hell. So I'm kind of doing the exact opposite of you. But um, yeah, check out Succession on HBO. Uh, check out Room 56 Studios. Uh, link in the description box. And also check out Duluth Training Company uh, to get the best damn underwear on the planet. That's it for One More Thing.
3: But I'm down to
0: one more thing. Well that's gonna bring us to the end of episode <laughs> 163 of the soco show big shouts out to all of our sponsors i'll run them down real quickly audible mathis designs Cornfed and wend aka mike's wood uh npa room 56 studios and especially big shout out to all of our anchor wankers we appreciate you guys on the show uh you know if, if you want to become an anchor wanker head over to our anchor page and choose the contribution amount that works for you Um, If you're unable to or or don't want to uh, become a wanker, that's fine with us. Just keep clicking on these episodes because every click helps the show. Also, big shouts out to those of you who have shared the show with others and are helping us grow the audience. We're so, so happy to see our numbers trending upward lately, and we want to keep that up. So keep that activity up out there, and we'll keep putting out mediocre podcasts.
2: And make sure you add a question uh, to that thread on Twitter. Uh, we also have, we have one more ready for next week. So Oh,
0: fucking hey, That's what I like. Uh, tweets at SoCoShowPod. That's the best place to uh, hit us with some questions. Otherwise, you can comment on one of our posts on the Facebook page, also at SoCoShowPod. But uh, if you want your question answered, uh, send it over to us, and, and we will do just that. Maybe. Uh, big shouts out to the bro host. Thanks again for joining us, Jared, this week. Uh, for folks who are heading over to the J Buck Studios YouTube channel, what can they expect to see coming up here?
1: Yeah, you can uh, find uh, my full review of By Night's End today, uh, Friday. There should be a review for Vampires vs. the Bronx. Hey, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then this weekend, obviously, or our Friday, I think it is. Uh, possessor ending explained poorly. I gotta, I gotta write that today. So, uh, stay um, tuned
2: for all of that. Do they end uh, the vampires and Bronx one, whatever? Do they go blah Spider-Man?
1: <laughs> I, cannot Swing the claim. I cannot
2: say. I cannot say.
1: I can neither confirm nor deny. Plus wow. spider-man Blah, spider-man uh, morbius might, might morbius might show up
0: <laughs> can you fucking imagine if he was like Blah, spider-man <laughs> oh my god that seems like they're gonna have to make that joke in the movie he's gonna have to do like a bad vampire impression that sounds fucking
3: hilarious
0: <laughs> i love how anything new york is automatically spider-man too that's like one of my favorite <laughs> running gags oh my god um, well, uh, and again, head over to the YouTube at
1: Jared Buckendall.
0: You're going to want to make sure you're a subscriber. So you catch all those videos as well as J Buck live every Tuesday. And it's also the home of the SoCo show live with JB every month. We're doing one live video recording. And so, um, the next one is coming up on October 28th. So if you want to be part of that live audience and chat with us in the comments and be a part of that show, we had such a blast last month, and we're already looking forward to our next one. So mark that on your calendars and make sure you're following the j Boss oh, Studios mark. page on YouTube so that uh, so you get <laughs> notified of that. I didn't hear you. What did you fucking say?
1: Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, there
0: you go. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, Wow. Well, anyway, uh, lots of good stuff. A little bit shorter episode. We got it in a, a little bit quicker than we typically do. So use your extra time to go register to vote. And, uh, and what, make sure. What, fucking
2: seven minutes?
0: Well, it, it'll be a little bit extra time. That's long enough to go register to vote. So uh, use, the extra time. <laughs> True. use the extra time to go and do that. Uh, make sure your voice is heard, uh, whether it's on November 3rd or sometime before, which for for a lot of folks, that's an availability. So uh, that being said. If you said, don't
2: vote, I'm going to stab you in the eye.
0: There you go. Vote or die, motherfucker. Uh <laughs> that's gonna wrap up episode number one hundred and sixty-three of the SoCo show. For the bro host Jared Buckendahl and the so host Seth Ott. I've been the co-host Cody Michael, and we will see you next
2: week. Bye.